The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 22nd College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now the Banditos Fresh Made Daily Kickoff with your host, Phil Houck. Respect the Panther. The University of Pittsburgh Panthers have a reputation for pulling off big upsets against really good football teams. In 2007, a 4-7 Pitt team denied number 2 West Virginia a shot at the national championship game with a huge 13-9 upset win. In 2016, a 6-4 Pitt team did the same thing to number 1 ranked Clemson by a final score of 43-42. And last season, a 5-7 Pitt team took out a 10-1 Miami team the week after the Hurricanes had trounced the Irish. Respect the Panther. Notre Dame and Pittsburgh have been playing each other since 1909, and there have been plenty of big games and big-name players involved in the 69-game series history. Fans my age will remember how Pitt and NFL legend Tony Dorsett tortured the Irish in the 1970s, and when a guy named Dan Marino had Pitt ranked number one in 1982, but the Irish, led by Alan Pinkett, managed an upset of their own against the Panthers that year. Respect the Panther. More recently, the teams have fought a couple of epic overtime struggles. In 2008, the Irish and Pitt matched up in the longest game in Notre Dame history, and the Panthers drove a nail into the Charlie Weiss era with an exhausting four-overtime victory. Respect the Panther. In 2012, the Fighting Irish were flying high at 8-0, coming off a big nighttime win at number 8 Oklahoma. That game moved the Irish to a number 4 national ranking, but a trap awaited. The next week, the Irish came home to face a 4-4 Pitt Panther team that wasn't going anywhere. In fact, one of their losses had been a two-touchdown defeat to FCS Youngstown State. So, ND confidence was high, and vision of a national title were dancing in Irish heads. But then the game was played, and the Irish found themselves trailing by 14 points early in the fourth quarter. Somehow, though, the Irish survived. Everett Golson engineered a two-touchdown fourth-quarter rally to tie, and then it took a missed pit field goal in overtime that would have been a winner before finally Golson managed to sneak into the end zone to eke out a win in three overtimes. Respect the Panther. The setup behind the 2012 trap game closely mirrors this year's situation. In 2018, the Panthers are 3-3, and the fifth-ranked undefeated Irish are coming off a big nighttime road game win last week over ranked Virginia Tech. And just like in 2012, the Irish will enter the stadium Saturday as heavy favorites at home. The Irish barely survived a classic trap game in 2012, so in 2018, under similar trap game circumstances, they will be wise to... Respect the Panther. 
Banditos with four Fort Wayne locations, Boyd, Waynedale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons. Banditos is fresh made daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, Starbank, and Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and ability provides peace of mind. Combining local expertise with access to national and international experts through their affiliation with BDO, the fifth largest accounting firm in the world. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning. The full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! This is Art Salzberg. I don't endorse everybody, but I found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Shearer McCulloch will pack you up, move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere, and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Sharon McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change in lifestyle, we'll be calling Sharon McCulloch at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. We trust them, and we know they'll make things easy and profitable. Coors Light, established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered cold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Star Bank is an Indiana-based community bank known for delivering quality service for the past 75 years. Whether you want to visit one of our convenient locations from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday or bank electronically, Star is a full-service financial institution where you can bank wherever you are. Stop by a branch or visit starfinancial.com to switch to Star today. Member FDIC. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Houck. Well, Tim Priester, I say one game is a pleasant surprise. Two games really gets my attention. But three games of excellent performance is a trend. Tim, with the way Ian Book is trending, is Notre Dame trending towards the college football playoffs? Yeah, they're a big-time football team right now. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think we first suspected it with great force, the way Ian Book played, and then to do what they have done to Stanford, which you know you can say because of what Stanford did against Utah that maybe they're not as good as you thought, but 
you know, I mean, that's a rival. You beat them by three touchdowns, and then you go to Virginia Tech, and it's a struggle. It wasn't easy for them. It was a tough environment. I thought it was really cool to be at a place like that for the first time, and, and they let things slip away from them a little bit in the second quarter. But then it was just complete dominance in the second half, and that has been a trade in each of the last three games. So with what they – you know, with what we knew they were defensively, and now they're better because of what the offense is capable of doing. I clearly think that Notre Dame is a legitimate top five team, and um, you know, let's see if they can just take the next step. It's a difficult week because of midterm exams, et cetera, and injuries have have started to pile up a little bit and are, and are concerning. Uh, but this is a really, really good football team right now. Well, Notre Dame is favored to win the rest of their games at this point. Of course, things could change with injuries and things like that. But, uh, well, let's talk about the task at Ham, and that is to beat Pitt. And and if we're going to do that, what what are the 6-0 and teams? And let's step back at midseason a bit and say at 6-0, and what is Notre Dame's strength and what are its weak points? Well, I, I would start with the defense as its strength. I mean, because it has been from the beginning of the season, and they gave up a couple long drives at the end of the first three games in the fourth quarter. Uh, but but a lot of that, again, I think that was tied to the offense not being able to possess the football and do what they need to do. So I think, first and foremost, it's a real quality defense with depth on the defensive line, uh, a great inside linebacker core, and, and two really good corners. Troy Price is a little banged up now, but Two really good corners and, and safety play that is so far beyond last year. Uh, you know, there's no comparison. So I think that's I think you know that that's a, a huge asset for Notre Dame. Their quarterback now is a huge asset. Um, concerns the offensive line moving forward without Alex Bars. Um, clearly, nickel defense I think is something that's still kind of perplexing to them. Although Houston Griffith did some good things. Some big things last week. Uh, several freshmen stepped up in the third quarter when the game was still kind of on the line. So, I mean, I think a, a lot of positives. Uh, uh, Miles Boykin is a guy that's emerged with the book. Dexter Williams, uh, obviously, is a break a breakaway threat and a pretty consistent force. Somebody a defense that they that a defense has to account for him. They got a lot of things going for them right now. Yeah, a lot of it's it's balance and uh, as a strength. And you and I talked about that uh, in the last couple of weeks. It, it's amazing that all over the field at both sides of the ball, there are great weapons. Uh, Tim, okay, so an uneven second quarter for the Irish last week after a fast start. They take the 10-0 lead. Uh, Ian Book throws his first pick of the season, and at halftime, the Irish had a tenuous. One point lead. It almost felt, uh, and and some of the players I think said this. It almost felt like they were behind, uh, and especially with Vatek ready to receive the second half kickoff. Now, in years past, Brian Kelly just might have lit his team up at halftime, but something different happened at halftime. What was that? Yeah, he kind of took offense when I said to him it felt like they were behind at half, and I only asked him that because a couple of his players had kind of intimated that. But, you know, he said that that wasn't the time to, to do anything other than just remind them that if you, if you just stay in your lane and do what, you're, what you need to do and what you're capable of doing, you're still going to win this football game. And that's exactly what they did. You know, Virginia Tech, first four series of the second half, entered Notre Dame territory, and two of them ended in punts and two of them ended in long missed field goals. And the offense responded with, with three straight touchdowns. So, yeah, they did exactly what they had to do. I think that that's, you know, there there are times to light a team up. 
Uh, I get it. You're on the road. You don't want to create a firestorm any greater than it already is dealing with the atmosphere that you're in. And, you know, great credit to Brian Kelly. I Personally, when I was coaching, I wouldn't have had that kind of patience. But uh, that's why he makes the big bucks. And he did a great job, and his team responded. Well, I think it's safe to say, and I think you'd agree with me, that 2016 and before, Brian Kelly probably lights his team up, but he has shown uh, growth and development, not just part of that big change that happened after the 2016 season. Uh, Tim, Ian Book threw his first interception, seems to be struggling still with deep shots. He missed open receivers a couple times, still completed over 70% of his passes. Uh, but the misses didn't look particularly good because receivers were open. Was this a case of him being a little too excited, or can we expect Book to continue to struggle with the long ball? You know, I think teams are going to – I think Pittsburgh's going to challenge them like DeMar Hamlin. They have a great cornerback. I think it, it makes sense that teams are going to try to challenge them and, and try to take away some of those 15, 17-yard throws. So he's going to be put in a situation where a double move, like the one that Chris Fink made, where he overthrew initially the first overthrow, he's going to have to make those throws. Now, I don't see anything mechanically different in what he's doing. Um, I just think he he overthrew threw one. He got a little skittish. That was the word that he used in talking to him. And then uh, it may have gotten into his head a little bit, but I don't see it. You know, it's not like he's trying to muscle up and really fling it. I thought everything remained natural in his throwing motion. So we'll see. I mean, that that's that's the challenge. I guess, you know, Ian Book, going into the season, if you would have said, what doesn't he do well, you'd probably say the deep ball, and that's still on the plate right now. So he'll have those opportunities again, and we'll see if he handles them. I'm pretty confident that he will. Well, he has played great, and we are obviously nitpicking uh, that performance uh, when you do what accomplish what he has over the last three weeks and just watching him move through a game you can just see him mentally solving his own problems and getting better uh, play by play I love that process and watching a, a real good quarterback at work Tim another stellar game for Dexter Williams 178 yards three touchdowns Longest run from scrimmage in the history of Vitek Stadium, the 97-yard TD run. Tim, that play worked because of some nice execution by the offensive line. Uh, but overall, what did you think of the offensive line play in their first game without Alex Bars? Well, you have to realize they're going against the number 4 rush defense in the country, and it's Bud Foster, and, and he knows what he's doing as a defensive coordinator. Seven and eight men in the box frequently. It doesn't really matter who you are. Maybe Alabama can deal with that, but everybody else in the country cannot, and that's going to slow you down a little bit. And, and they consistently said, go ahead and, and beat us with the pass, and Norton was able to do that pretty much in the second half. But, um, you know, it is not going to be. You think about it now, Phil. I mean, we're talking about, Quentin Nelson, Mike McGlinchey, and Alex Bars are gone from last year's offensive line. You're not going to be as good, and you're probably not even going to be anywhere close to as good as you were. Now, the teams that they have coming up probably don't can't do anything about that, generally speaking. So it's going to give Trevor Rulin an opportunity to get a lot more playing experience and get better. I think he does some good things. He, he He's... He's quick. He's agile. Now that he's a little bit more comfortable, he's moving his feet much better. Uh, I mean, it's a concern. It's certainly a concern once you get into a playoff situation, if you're fortunate enough to make it that far. And it's, you know, it's still going to be a concern when 
you get pressed on the road by Northwestern or Florida State finally starts playing good football or you have to go to USC or Syracuse's offense is, is humming and you've got to be able to, to, to score with them possession by possession. So they're not going to be as good. They just aren't, and it's a bit of a concern. But it's still a pretty decent offensive line led by Sam Mustafer, and I think it'll continue to get better. Yeah, Sam Mustafer, a guy we haven't talked a lot about, but uh, great to have him in the middle calling signals and, and blocking and protection and all that. Now, Tim, uh, Drew Tranquil, the pride of Fort Wayne, seems to have almost a sixth sense sometimes uh, when I see him make some plays out on the field, playing with that cast on his left hand. Five tackles last week, one for loss, not a bad game at all. But is that injury limiting him? Because to my untrained eye, I thought it was. Yeah, I I thought it was, especially when I went through the the, uh, film of the game the second time through where I really started watching him. And when he's blocked on on the left side, which is the left hand, is at the top of his hand where the break is, you can see him really, really struggling to get off blocks. And so... That's a concern. Now, I spoke with him uh, on Wednesday and said, you know, is this, is, will this heal during the season? He said, oh, yeah, it should. As long as it stays protected, uh, he's not going to hurt it any further, and it, it should heal. So he's kind of hoping that he can get through the Pittsburgh game without any setbacks, and then they have the bye week and then coming back, which ultimately ends up being the last weekend of October when they play again after this weekend, um, you know, he's hoping that, that at that point the healing process will be well on its way. Well, that that's great news, one that I, I hadn't really even thought about, that it, it is going to heal as he's, as he's playing through this injury. And I also came across a great quote on uh, Irish Illustrated this week. I think one of your uh, one of your compadres wrote this and re- recalled this, that Zeke Mata had once said to Matthias Farley, who had a similar injury, he said, Matthias, it's already broken, so just tackle. You're not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, and, and with Drew Tranquil, I, it, it was interesting because he said, would I have been able to deal with the pain that comes with every time there's contact as a freshman? He said, probably not, but um, you know, it's all part of his growth process. He's a fascinating kid. You don't see him wincing or showing pain out there. I don't know how he does it. I don't think I could do that. I'm sure I couldn't, but he's a different cat, and he's really good, and and uh, he'll still be productive, but he he does need to get over the hump with that hand. Uh, Drew Tranquil, the pride of Fort Wayne. Tim, I threw this out to you earlier in the week, and here it is again. The last three weeks... Personally, I, and I think a lot of Notre Dame Nation, has enjoyed watching this team play more than at any time in years. They're just fun to watch because there's so much balance and so many weapons. And this maybe goes back all the way back to 1988. That's 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 a long time. What are your thoughts? You, you have to be enjoying watching this team right now. Yeah, no doubt. And I would interject that the 93 team was a whole lot of fun to they watch. They were fun. That's a good one. Yeah. Too. Uh, you know, that that was a really, really good team that unfortunately let a, let a game slip away from Otherwise, they would have been playing Florida State again for the second time yeah. for the national title. But yeah, I mean, it really is. When you, it just, it, it's, it's a lot of fun watching offense because you know, you know, the playbook is wide open from page one to whatever, how many pages there are in that playbook. Um, you know that Ian Book's going to find the open receiver. You know that if Dexter Williams has a crease, he's going to hit it. 
Um, you know, you know that Miles Boykin, if if they give him a cushion, well, Ian Book's going to keep pumping him the football, and he's going going to keep making plays. So yeah, and then you know, then you throw the defense on top of it, and every time there's a a pass rush situation, Khalid Kareem is a factor, or and or Julian Okwara is a factor, and or Jerry Tillery. I mean, it, it, they are good on so many different levels, and then you throw in you know the the linebackers the safety play and the way the cornerbacks, I, you know, in special teams, you, you get a bad snap, but really since the Michigan game, special teams have been playing really, really well. So top to bottom. Yeah. It's, it's a good time to be a Notre Dame fan. Now there's no doubt about that. It's just been a joy. I've loved every minute of it. Uh, in the last three weeks, Tim, some fun at the Brian Kelly press conference Tuesday this week. Did we know that Brian Kelly was such a Bruce Springsteen fan? We did. That was something that I was didn't. discussed before. Yeah, I know that was that. You know, obviously, it's not a topic that comes up very often, but that—that's from the archives. We knew that. I actually, well, I can get into some other bands out there. I actually saw a band from that area, from that era, Southside Johnny and Asbury Jukes this summer, uh, and so I stopped and asked Brian Kelly about him. Music very similar to Bruce Springsteen from yeah. the same era from the early '80s. Uh, and he said, yeah, I almost went. I said, well, that would have been interesting because we would have bumped into each other at a Southside Johnny concert at Asbury Park in New Jersey. But uh, no, that, that's more information than everybody needed. But uh, we did know that Springsteen was at the top of his list. Yeah. 15,000 plays of the song Born to Run. That's a bit obsessive, but that apparently is what his uh, iTunes is telling him. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero, key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Star Bank. This is the 317th edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushy's, we're proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award-winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12-month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushy's at 456-1247, stop into our showroom, or check out Bushy'sFW.com. Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Your clear choice. Your clear choice is Bushies. Your clear choice is Bushies. Listen to that crowd roar. Art, the Aspen Mortgage Team has just hit the field and the crowd has gone crazy. Phil, why does this crowd love Aspen so much? Well, Art, with more than 20 years in the mortgage business, Aspen is a dynasty. And with all that experience, these crafty veterans can personalize a mortgage for each customer's financial situation. So you always get the best loan program and interest rate. And the Aspen Mortgage Team plays with a lot of class. What do you mean? Well, friendly personal service you can trust. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And Art, they'll go into overtime by working the weekends. And they aren't afraid to go on the road. They make house calls. Phil, I can see why the Aspen Mortgage Team is so popular. Wait, 
What's the crowd chanting now? It's the Aspen phone number. For all your mortgage needs, 486-LOAN is the number to remember. Or visit them on the web at aspenmortgageco.com. Aspen Mortgage, a proud supporter of Notre Dame football. The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by Star Bank. With over 40 Indiana locations, Star is your local full-service bank. Ian Book is believed to be the first Notre Dame quarterback since at least 1950 to log a completion percentage over 70% in three straight games. Star Bank is celebrating its 75th anniversary, and Star is here to serve you 7 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Visit a Star branch to switch to Star today. Member FDIC. Coors Light, established in 1978 and born in the Rockies, where the only thing more refreshing than your current adventure is what's next. It's why Coors Light is lagered cold for a lighter, crisper taste. Filtered cold to ensure brilliance, clarity, and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve nothing less than the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light. 2018 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Selling or buying a house? In the real estate game, it's results that matter, and in Fort Wayne, Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley has built a reputation as a realtor you can trust to achieve the best results, and he'll do it with a friendly personal touch. So put Dan's years of experience to work. Call Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley at 312-1479 or visit him on the web at danschneiderhomes.com. That's Dan Schneider at 312-1479. Your call for real estate results. At Star Bank, we offer checking, savings, mortgage, small business, commercial banking, private banking, and wealth management, as well as insurance products to help Hoosiers reach their financial goals. Plus, with online banking and our mobile banking app, you can enjoy the convenience of banking wherever you are. Stop by a Star branch today to switch to Star. Member FDIC. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The Pittsburgh Panthers visit Notre Dame Stadium this week. TV coverage on NBC starts at 2.30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero. Brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Mastercraft, Vanquish Runabouts, and J.C. Pontoons. We share your boating passion. And today we continue our great quarterbacks of the last 60 years series. And let's first, before we get to this week's quarterback, review the great quarterbacks we have covered so far. John Hewitt, Terry Hanratty, Joe Theismann, Tom Clements, Joe Montana, and Steve Bierlein. All great names, and this week, another really good one. As a senior in high school, quarterback Tony Rice was the South Carolina Player of the Year and a parade All-American. After an injury to Terry Andrzejak, Rice took over the Irish offense early in his sophomore season in 1987. And Tim, the Irish started racking up wins. And he went on to lead the Irish to a three-year record of 29-4, and including the 1988 National Championship. 6'1", 200 pounds, 4.48 time in the 40. Tim, Tony Rice was a great runner. Good enough passer, but most of all, he was a leader and he may have been the perfect fit for Lou Holtz's ball control run-oriented offense. 
You're absolutely correct. I was going to bring that up if you didn't, because that was the guy that, that Lou Holtz pegged, and he knew if he could get Tony Rice to come to Notre Dame, he had something really special. He didn't throw it very well, and it's kind of interesting now, in light of what's happened with Brandon Wimbush, and you go back and look at some, some clips of Tony Rice, Brandon Wimbush was a superior thrower of the football than Tony Rice, but Tony Rice was a tremendous leader, earned the respect of everybody on both sides of the football. And I, when I think of plays by Tony Rice, I always think of the 65-yard run in the Coliseum in 1988 to complete the, the, uh, the, regular, the undefeated regular season. I can see Tony Rice, uh, the replay where he's coming right at the camera, and that was the spark that led Notre Dame to a very hard-earned victory over USC. A great leader, uh, a friend, somebody I still stay in touch with. The personality is off the chart. He could light up Notre Dame Stadium with that personality. Yeah, a, a, a great leader, and that play in, in the Coliseum is one I'll always remember as well. In 1988, Tony Rice became the first Notre Dame quarterback since Paul Horning to lead the Irish in rushing. Tony Rice, another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. Tim Pitt is 3-3. Last week, they outscored Notre Dame opponent Syracuse in overtime, 44-37. Number 8 Penn State defeated them 51-7 Week 2. And in Week 5, number 10 UCF defeated them 45-14. to Former Michigan State defensive coordinator Pat Narduzzi is now in his fourth season heading up Pitt, and after two straight 8-5 and five records to begin his tenure, he went 5-7 and seven last year. This year's version of the Panthers is struggling on both sides of the ball. They rank 106th in total offense and 95th in total defense. Sophomore Kenny Pickett leads the offense and is a 61% passer, having thrown six touchdown passes and five interceptions. Pitt likes to run the football, and they have two big running backs who go 225 pounds each. One is Claudre Olison, who is Pitt's season leader with 596 yards and five total touchdowns. And the other is Darren Hall, who had a big day against Syracuse with over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Defensively, it's the old Michigan State look. Aggressive corner play and pressure on third down. Middle linebacker Quentin Werginus, who leads the defense with 41 tackles and three sacks, was playing very well, but suffered an injury in practice this week and is out for the season. Overall, these guys are giving up a lot of yards, 420 a game, and a lot of points at 32 per game. Tim Pitt has had problems both protecting their quarterback and with getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And that might just play right into Notre Dame's hands. What is the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory? This is a bad football team, Phil. I mean, to put it bluntly. And, you know, Notre Dame in, in midterm exams and coming off big wins against Virginia, Stanford and Virginia Tech by week coming up, which sometimes I think works against the team. I, I really think it comes down to this. Is Notre Dame mentally and emotionally ready to play a football game? If they are, this is not a team that should, should touch them. I like their running backs. Uh, when Kenny Pickett has time, I like what he can do. Uh, Warginus is a significant loss for them. They're small on both sides of the line. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, I like their one of their corners. He's a good football player, but 
this is a bad football team. We could go on and on. You mentioned some of the stats. There are a whole bunch more. It's a bad football team. As long as Notre Dame is ready to play, they win this game easily. Okay, guard against the letdown, I would say, is the best way to say that, and that is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish? Well, with Virginia's out, I, I can see Notre Dame trying to isolate his replacement at linebacker. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to – I don't think I've had very much success at pegging the guy that's going to have a big game. But I'm going to go with Cole Komet this week. I think that's a matchup problem for Pittsburgh. I think he's due to have a real uh, breakout game. He's going to be, I think most people around Notre Dame feel that he's going to be the tight end that really, really emerges. Of course, it could be LJ Mack because he's been a favorite target of Ian Book as well. But I'm going to go with Cole Komet as a key performer for Notre Dame this week. All right, look for Cole Komet. Hopefully this will be the week that he breaks out. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the injury report brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now is 17 Northern Indiana locations. Tim, how do the Irish stand health-wise heading into Game 7? Well, we didn't know about Dalen Hayes as we flew out to uh, to Blacksburg last week, but he has a shoulder issue. Brian Kelly said they would be aggressive with him this week in trying to get him ready. Uh, he's pretty key to them. I mean, you know, they, they have pass rushers, but he adds to that whole mix, and he's important. Uh, Tranquil with a broken hand, he'll continue to play. Troy Pride with a sprained ankle, that could be a little bit challenging. Sprained ankles for corners. Aren't, aren't good things to have. Alex Bars, of course, had knee surgery, uh, has the knee injury and had knee surgery earlier this week. And it looks like one more game for Jafar Armstrong with that knee infection. Uh, after this week, they have the bye week, so it gives them a couple more weeks. And I think he's really important. A one-two punch of Dexter Williams and Jafar Armstrong, a running back, is could potentially be really, really potent for Notre Dame. Yeah, I look forward to that. But uh, we got to get to the bye week it looks like, to make that happen. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction brought to you by irishillustrated.com. Tim Priester, Vegas has the Irish favored by 21 points over Pittsburgh. What does America's foremost authority say? I've been trying to find ways to make this a close game with the point spread being three touchdowns. Uh, it's something we talked about on a podcast, and every time I did it, I just couldn't come up with a way where Pittsburgh stays close. And it, you know, I don't think Notre Dame will be at its sharpest this week, mid, mainly because of midterm exams. I know a lot of these guys are getting like three, four hours of sleep a night, and that has a long-term effect on them. But I still don't see Pittsburgh being good enough, especially with the loss of Virginia at at, uh, at linebacker. So I'm going to go with um, Notre Dame 44. And Pittsburgh 13. 44-13. Can you say blowout? That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. Uh, Tim, I predict uh, probably a little bit of a letdown for the same reasons that you just stated, but I think there's plenty of incentive provided by the home crowd and and a bye week on the horizon. And I'd say Ian Book is going to hit at least one deep this week. Notre Dame 40, Pitt 17. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovlin, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions. 
podcast by Federated Media. Podcast by Federated Media.